you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everybody. Whether you ride a bike or a bicycle or a motorcycle or a bronc or any other kind of horse or a skateboard. Hey, Eddie Spaghetti, what other kinds of transportations could you ride around and wear your Wrangler jeans looking good? I take my Razor scooter all around Los Angeles. Your Razor scooter? Yeah, I push with my left foot. Don't they call those things birds? Well, there's birds, those are like the electric ones, but I get my mini workout by doing the Razor. Or a bird could ride on your shoulder. Yeah. Or you could, if you're in Westeros, you could ride on a dragon. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. or an ice dragon, depending on which side of the battle you're on. Or tauntauns have been in the news. And if you're in the Star Wars universe, you could ride a tauntaun. The point is Wrangler jeans have the look you're looking for and what suits your lifestyle. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, all price points, vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everyone and everyone does include you. So visit Wrangler.com and check out the selection of jeans, shirts, pants, and outerwear for men and women. I assume dragons, TBD, um, Wrangler, denim, made for the modern world. And with that being said, let's start the show. Fourth down and goal from just outside the five-yard line. All right, where are you going here? Well, you got to look at Cook, right? I still like Richard, but if he's not in the slot, then forget him. It's either Cook or Jordy Nelson. There's Jordy Nelson right there inside. There's Cook right there. Football program available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Ooh, a bitter memory if you were cheering for the visiting team. A glorious one. One of the few for the Oakland Raiders 2018 
many more positive moments expected from Raiders faithful in 2019. Let's talk about all of it. Meantime, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We are, as always, presented by Zaxby's Famous Fingers, Wings and Zalads. Um, and you hear a voice there seated to my immediate left. I think he can weigh in on all things Raiders. He has a an ID badge to the Raiders facility after all. He also happens to be the older brother of one Derek Carr, who at the time of this recording figures to be the starting quarterback for the, the Oakland Raiders. This. Well, listen, I'm I, I'm shooting straight with you, I'm friend. With you. No, I'm with you. I don't want any disappointments don't coming along. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like it, it's the same feeling on our side too. Like, it's eight. It's David Carr. I just wanted to yeah, make sure thank we you. knew that. Thank you. Well, is I mean, it funny? Is 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 Derek's? Uh, is that intended? I've never thought about it. Is it intended as an homage to you that he wears four? It's half as good as me. Yeah. Yeah. Something I think that's like when, that. when you look at how it is in Fresno with our, our numbers up on the stadium, my font is slightly larger and he took half the number. So it's just, it's understood that he just wasn't quite there, but we, you know, you got to put him up there. There's Who is for real? I, I, at the Super Bowl, I talked to Deshaun Watson and I legitimately think he didn't like what I said to him. I was jagging oh, really? around That's with him. That's fun but, though. Well, I like, see, you went to Fresno yeah. and I think it's interesting that you can rightly claim to be one of the three or four greatest ever in program history. Yeah, I feel that way. Who's yeah. the best? Um, I mean, I think that. First of all, who's better among the Carr brothers in, in Fresno lore? Well, I think there's that's the argument. Now, if I'm talking to Derek, we're going to have an argument about who is better and whose teams could beat the other person's team. I love that conversation. And we, and we think that we could still play that game. I'm not quite 40, mm-hmm. so I think that I could still get in. If you give me some time, right, I could get back in shape and we play again. But he has Devontae Let's Adams. He has some, he's Wait got a second. some great players on his team that are still playing like all pro guys. So I would have to really rally the troops. That's some of right my guys he, are like, they're getting up there. He was with Devontae Adams. Let's yeah. do that. Did you ever see I the old 80s movie with Kurt Russell and oh Robin goodness. Williams, Best of Times? Do you know where Best of Times was was taking place? That's in Bakersfield and Taft. That's, no. that's my hometown, man. No way. Best of times is we had that poster up in the quarterback meeting room. Eli Manning bought it for me to put in the room because the best of times was right in my backyard. Bakersfield versus Taft. I, I like how you worked it. in that name drop. Very well done there. I can't but just say I bought the poster. No, myself. but I'm surprised just because of the look of that movie. Anyway, for those who don't know, it was about this uh, these guys who <laughs> I'm not are... I'm saying Bakersfield looks great. They're like just, late 30s, basically yeah, the age say, you are right idea. now. Yeah, it's the same They're idea. supposed to... It's Kurt Russell, Robin Williams, and their high school team still lamenting two decades later. They yeah. feel unsa- unsatisfied, even though they've gone on to have grown-up lives and everything. Right. They lost the big game against the rival. Stuff never goes away. Because Robin Williams dropped the game-winning touchdown down pass yep. so they get the game back on and uh, yep. you can figure out what happens from there great cinema what if we did a variation on that fresno v fresno car v car i'd be all for it i think it'd be glorious oh, pay-per-view to break the world it would just be i don't know if it would break the world. well i mean the central valley would tune in yeah right yeah, that, so, yeah. let's yeah. uh start there let's keep our eye uh closer to home there <laughs> um so all right that's i, I love that. that but and i always say though i would never go if I were the top tailback in the nation, 17 years of age, yeah. I wouldn't go to USC uh-huh. because then I would just be a part of they get seduced. Oh, I'm by, with that. The oh, kids 100%. get seduced by like, you can be the next great at this position. Like, why do I want to just be among the rest? Yeah, I want to be the. That, honestly, that's why that's why I that's why I went to Fresno. 
because they, they were doing something that like so Trent Dilfer was the quarterback there when I was in junior high I spent some time in Fresno um, and so I, I kind of became a fan at that time but then that was it like they hadn't really done anything special they beat USC in the Freedom Bowl like in 93 but then Pat Hill was all about let's just do something that no one's ever done and I'm like I'm getting recruited by UCLA and Washington and I'm like yeah but I mean let's do something special in my backyard. And then so Derek kind of followed on, but I'm with that 100%. I, I tell kids all the time, just go somewhere where there's not a million people that have already done something. Right, where you, there's a chance you mark. might get a statue. Yeah. I, I mean, mean in, I, in fact, Fresno, if you're listening, you've been remiss. You need to put up, maybe, how about this? Maybe we don't have to choose a car, brother. We make one with the two heads of the car, brother. Did Darren play there as well? Darren did not play there. Um I had moved to Houston and he got offered by the Houston Cougars. So he went there to play where I was in the same city. So uh, otherwise he would have went to Fresno, but he was, we were all moving. So he was, uh, he wanted to come out there with us. But, I didn't know that about yeah. you, that you were recruited by UCLA in uh, Washington. Yeah, I was on a, I was getting on a plane the next day to go to, to go to Washington. Scott Lanahan was the offensive or the, I can't remember if he's offensive coordinator. I think he was offensive coordinator there. Mm-hmm. I was on my way to go up there to see Scott. Um, when Pat showed up at my door, on a plane back from getting off the off the job in the NFL with a taped up duffel bag saying we're you're going to Fresno and I'm like okay let's go I'll go to Fresno and I did how great and was Derek also recruited by the he uh, was but the then Derek, big five schools yeah and well Derek was it was more kind of the south so Nick Saban was at LSU and Derek went to a camp with Nick Saban hmm. and he was the MVP of the camp in high school because he was playing in Texas so he just went over to Louisiana went to the camp MVP LSU offered him and then he went. And then he went back to California for his senior year of high school. And then he stayed in Fresno. He went to Fresno. That is the kind of stuff I love asking what if about pro football related matters all the time. I that would torment me to no end to think if I were Derek Carr. Okay, I went to Fresno and was a high second round pick. What would would I have won national titles if I wore that purple jersey? That's why he was he wanted to he really wanted to go play for like Alabama, Texas, like LSU. Like that was what he was all about because he played big time high school football in, in Texas and played against Andrew Luck in the playoffs. I mean, they had some big games. But that was what he was all about. And then we went back, and for whatever reason, he played one year in Bakersfield at Bakersfield Christian, tore it up through like 56 touchdowns, was the private school player of the year. And then Pat didn't even call him. Like, Pat Hill didn't even reach out. Like, he would come to his games and wouldn't try to recruit him. He just figured he was going to go to Texas or LSU or something. And my dad, I remember my dad, after one game, he's like, are you going to offer, Derek? And he's like, I didn't think I had a chance. And so he's like, just why don't you just try it? And so he offered him, and he said, I'll go. That'd be great if Derek yeah. said, no, what are you, crazy? <laughs> That's what, I was hoping he would kind of say that because I didn't want to push him to Fresno. I was like, well, first of all, I don't want you to go there because you're really good. Right. And you're probably going to break every record that I even set. So don't go. And he did. He did. Right? He did. So I was kind of bummed out about that. <laughs> but it's fine. Fascinating. Well, listen, now that we're talking about the car siblings, I, I do really, before we're done, we got to get Derek and Darren and David all together. I think it would be fantastic. I, let's do that. It you know? would be amazing. Derek, though, is busy with his new friend. Every time I look on <laughs> social media, he's glad-handing, <laughs> hugging otherwise, well, telling AB, like, yo, you you ready? You excited? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. You excited? Yep, I'm excited. 
What's up with that? Uh, what was up with that ham handed? Look, man, you, you know, AB he carries a camera crew with him everywhere he goes. He's got to document it all. So, I mean, it, there's a little bit of showmanship. I mean, for an older brother, I'm pumped the brakes always. Right. And I love Antonio so far. He's great. He was came to my nephew's birthday party. He brought a nice birthday cake for him. You know, and he was, he, was he brought awesome. the cake. He brought a cake. We already had a cake. I'm but just saying, brought, I've never heard of the move of bringing another cake to somebody's well, birthday Well, Antonio party. brought his own food, right? He, so he has ah. a chef or whatever that prepares his meals for his family and everybody. And then he brought his, <laughs> he brought a vegan cake for himself and his birthday? family. But then he also brought Decker a vegan cake, my my nephew. And I mean, he's very, he's very, very giving. It was, it was great. But he, he, he's got a lot going on. But I mean... And so as an older brother, you kind of like, all right, let's see how this works, because all that really matters is what you do on Sunday, right? Are you going to be that guy? So the only way I can kind of try and quantify like what's going to happen is like they work so hard. They like so far they've been together. I don't know. I'm a couple weeks. I say like they've been together like they're dating, but <laughs> they, they've thrown the ball together like literally every day. So, and it's March. Well, that's good. That's good, right? Legitimately. So, that, I mean, yeah, I, no, I'm with you. So that's, that's kind of what I look at. I'm like, that's the stuff that really matters. At the end of the day, it really only matters if you guys are on the same page and you're able to go out and perform. You know, is, that's all I care about. I, I, the thing that has been kind of underreported, so it makes me question how valid it is. Mm-hmm. For the bulk of Antonio Brown's career, if you watch the All-22 to my, um, my relatively novice eye, mm-hmm. it seems like one thing that Antonio Brown was doing when he had to run a route on time and be in a, he would be where he, yeah. where seven wanted him to be. But the more I talk to pro football players, the more I have realized that good receivers in most systems, I don't think that the Patriots necessarily have receivers, Randy Moss or Gronk or anyone else, you know, freelancing. Yeah. But I've talked to guys who play with Aaron Rodgers, who play with Roethlisberger and otherwise, yeah. that there is some decision making by a route runner when, and, and the quarterback has to read the same thing and it's understood. But I was hearing that AB was not running consistent routes in 2018. So so Antonio has um, the blessing and the curse of knowing, uh, knowing what's happening on the read from a quarterback's perspective. Steve Smith was like that. I played with Steve in Carolina and Steve was an extremely talented player that could run every route you wanted him to run better than everybody else. Like athletically, they can just do things and come out of breaks that most guys can't do that. Right. So they already have that going for them, Steve Smith and Antonio Brown, but Antonio does do a lot of things. Um, above and beyond the X's and O's. And sometimes when your quarterback's not expecting it, right? So, and he's gotten in, I've heard in the past and I've seen this happen on tape where, you know, Ben will say something or Antonio will say something after the game. And there's kind of a miscommunication when all it really was, was Antonio knew the route. He knew he wasn't the main guy, but he found his way into the quarterback's vision or into an open area. And maybe Ben wasn't expecting that because I've seen Ben look his way, um, and not have the route be matched up the way we wanted it to. So he has to go to his next read, and now Antonio breaks it off and goes and, and makes a big play out of it or a big a spectacle where I'm open. Why didn't you throw it to me? But it wasn't necessarily in the in the normal scheme of X's and O's, so Ben wasn't really you know ready for it. But I've also seen Ben make a lot of throws and a lot of touchdown passes off of that same type of stuff. So there's kind of a give and take there where sometimes they'll do something that you're not expecting them to do, right? And sometimes it works out, and sometimes it looks like Antonio's wide open open and we didn't throw it to him. Well, what would happen? Well, it's, he's just being a guy that understands the whole picture, understands where Ben's read is like smart guys like Steve Smith and Antonio. They listen to the quarterback coach and they listen to the offensive coordinator. They know on this play, wait, versus cover two. I'm the third guy. Yeah, that's not going to work. 
I'm going to find my way into the first spot. Right. And so they'll do that a lot. And that's what they, that's what I pray that they get, they get figured out, you know, like in the off season and in, in, in the summertime and the more they can throw together, the more they'll kind of gain that uh, ability. But Ben and, and AB had that for a long time. I mean, that's why he had so many touchdowns and big yards because you can't just line up and run your basic plays every week and just have 1,500 yards and 15 He did. I mean, you go back and watch 2017 in what could have been Antonio Brown's MVP season had he not gotten hurt against the Patriots uh, down the stretch. Um, it was there were a lot of 50 50 balls in yeah. critical situations yeah. and he's not Calvin Johnson going up and getting it it's that he could get to a spot and yeah. make the the spectacular grab in big spots so he's clutch as much as a receiver can be clutch I think is. As, as well he's yeah, very much so um do you feel like I think the the what I'm gleaning from social media is that Ben Roethlisberger's skill, one of his primary skills, maybe the thing that distinguishes him from just about anybody else we've seen in the 21st century, save one or two other guys, is the ability to extend plays yeah. and go playground on it. That Antonio Brown understood that. Santonio Holmes, who thrived with Roethlisberger, also did that. The charge against your brother is Derek's not playground guy. He, yeah. he's, he, he's, he wants to get the ball, make his read, and, and get rid yeah. of it. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's exactly right. I think that that's uh, something that they're going to not, not have to address because, you know, making plays outside the X's and O's, Ben is one of the greatest of all time. I mean, when I first saw him play, step on the field, I've talked about this with you before, first saw him in that first preseason game in Pittsburgh. He did that right off the bat, getting off the bus. He's extending plays, keeping guys involved. So he's one of the best ever, right? And Derek's going to, especially in the offense that John Gruden runs, they want to find completions, get the ball out of your hand, complete 70% of the passes, and move on to the next play and utilize a lot of guys now so a lot of that onus is going to have to go to John putting him in the position to be the primary guy and by all accounts and what just hearing what Derek's talked about with what their offense is going to look like Antonio is going to be featured on every play like he's the we're trying to get this player open on every play now it's not necessarily going to work out but by moving him around and putting him in different positions you know hopefully you can get that the same amount of um yardage touchdowns that you would get off of running normal plays and then kind of scramble around making plays. Hopefully you can kind of control a little bit more. Now there's still going to be that element that I don't know. I don't know if Derek and Antonio are going to be as good as Ben three or four years ago in Antonio. I mean, that was all time stuff. Like you talked about, Antonio was possibly the MVP of the league, right? So that's rare, right? Are they going to do that again? It's going to take John putting him in position to make a ton of plays and then Derek, yes, extending plays and maybe finding Antonio and maybe having a guy like that, right? You think about what the Raiders had last year. Like, who is their guys that were going to extend make plays? Jared Cook? It's a tight end, right? And then their running back, Richard, out of the backfield, he was their second leading receiver. Their third leading receiver was Jordy Nelson. Jordy's not doing that anymore, right? Jordy's no longer even on the team because he can't do that stuff anymore. So maybe you plug in a guy that can do that stuff. You know, my brother was a point guard. He played basketball. He thought he was going to be a dookie, right? He loves doing that, right? He just hasn't really had the opportunity to do so maybe with the guys around him. Boy, we're talking so much Raiders here. Who expected that in weird. late March? So weird. But then again, you and I, I did mention Duke. That's true. We could, we could talk about that, but I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, I I, full disclosure. You don't care. This year's March Madness. I just, yeah, I, I, with you. I got so swept up in pro football once again that it, I felt fraudulent trying to turn my pro eye football's to college done a, ball. a good job of keeping our attention. That's exactly right. Yeah, I've done a good job. And let's talk about then where, where last, last time you sat in this seat, we opened negotiations on Antonio Brown to we the did. Raiders. Now I feel like, you know, I, I got to admit it, full disclosure, I got I've got, you know, I yeah. thought I was going to be able to get that first round pick. Well, you held firm. In reality, what really happened is you actually 
you actually had a good game plan. Mm. You kind of got you kind of got swooped by. I that. saw it because, like yeah. you said, Jordy Nelson was their best returning receiver, right? Um, yep. in uh, early January, yeah. You know, assuming Jared Cook was going to go, sure. that was that was what they were going to do. They're it not going to go into the second season. People said, "Oh no, they're just getting ready for Las Vegas." I said, "There's no way. There's That's no easy way. to say in January or February. There's no way that you could be on October second and be like one in five as John Gruden and be like, stick with me. <laughs> when, how long can you go? How long when, can you ride yeah, that one? When John Gruden, ex- you know, sums up the entire season when one word as painful, you know that they're going to make some moves to get a guy like Antonio, right? Get Terrell Williams from, from the chargers to come. I mean, he's going to acquire some offensive play Trent Brown. I mean, they weren't messing around. They're like, I am an offensive coach. I'm going to be here for 10. We're going to play offense. Right? So if they don't care, like I guarantee Gruden sitting there saying we'll score 40. I don't know if we'll fix the defense in the draft. Maybe they'll be better. Maybe not. But we're going to score more points because that's ultimately what he's going to be justified or judged by. What, he what do you think? Uh, well, first of all, Tyrell Williams. I, well, you know, I, listen, I've watched him make splashy plays with the, yeah. with old man Rivers over the last few years. <laughs> I feel like the uh, how coveted he began. He became in that first week of free agency was a little surprising to me yeah, because there, there, there's not there's nothing to indicate in terms of just raw numbers that he is, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I mean, he doesn't have to be in that system. He could basically no. he's, uh, to make a comp with another team that wears black jerseys. You know, he could be the yeah. Juju Smith yeah, sure. Schuster, I guess. Well, I, well, what he does, and I, I remember having a conversation with Gruden about this last year and uh, talking about bringing players in that fit what what Derek likes to do. Like quarterbacks all play differently. Ben plays different than Derek. Derek plays different than wh- whoever. But Derek will give big body guys a chance at like 50-50 balls a lot, right? That's why Jared Cook was their main guy. Like any in crunch time, he was going to Jared because he felt like he had a big catch radius and that's what he could work with. Well, they knew they were going to lose Jared and they did and they had to bring another guy in like that. And so that's what that's what Williams is. William, if you look at Williams, his catch in traffic, contested catches, he's up there in the top three as far as being able to bring those balls in. So really, that's it. And the, the price was what the price was, mm-hmm. you know, but that's why he was brought in uh, to be a guy opposite Antonio that can kind of at least win one on ones. And if maybe if he doesn't win the one on ones, he's going to be a guy that if even if it's tight coverage, he's going to make that catch that Derek will throw to him. So I think it's a good move for the Raiders. It makes a lot of sense from just matching players up. Um, but that the price is the price. The price was going to be. It just got kind of inflated. Well, I mean, they they also had a garbage. I keep saying this and not because uh, Darren Carr and uh, your mom follow me on Twitter and see occasionally right. if I take, you know, some little snarky. They pay fun. attention. It's fun to make it's listen, conversation at the dinner table. This guy you. worked his oh, way out of Pittsburgh. I'm allowed to have some fun Damn at stuff. A.B.'s expense. And that, but it's I'm not fine with that. I, I, it's not a laughing matter. In the car home, I imagine that these were, I mean, these are human beings. Your brother is one of them. Sure. And I mean, I know all this, all this promotional stuff of, of number four standing next to 84 and these two are going to make magic and Derek's our quarterback says Gruden. And so says Mayock and everything else. And yet you can't help that if Derek Carr's contract is where it is, he has one more year with the Raiders. Yeah. They have three first round draft picks. Correct. One to ten. How nervous is the Carr family that well, Derek Carr may not stay a Raider <laughs> through the draft? Well, I I will say that we d- we don't know. Just like everybody else, like don't let me s- come in here to your no jive uh, platform and thank you for and respect. say that. 
a hundred percent Derek's going to be the quarterback for that. I don't know. Like, the, you kidding me? Like, I would have told you that you're crazy if you told me Khalil Mack wasn't going to be a Raider or or Amari Cooper, right? But they're not Raiders anymore. So I think it's very real because Derek sees the same thing. He's a human being. He's like, well, I think we have a good relationship. Like me and John get along well. They text all the time. Like they're communicating about all these moves and Trell Williams and. But you don't know. Like, who knows? Like, they, they're, they're very excited that they have four of the top 35 picks. Um, I think that's why you get a lot of the Kyle Murray's. Kyler Murray's coming in. Dwayne Hassan's coming in. Like, maybe we can get someone to give us two firsts. I don't know. You know, so maybe that's what they're thinking with some of these some of these things. But we don't we don't know, man. I think it would be great. I think that you might he might have an issue with Antonio if you decide not to now that they've kind of developed a little bit of, you know, two weeks of fun together. But Ooh, you hear that, Gruden and Mayock? I'm just saying. Don't make 84 mad. You said you didn't see any baggage. Just go ahead and make a that's move a like great, that and see what happens. Look at that. But see, that's being a good big brother. I'm you have juice. You have the key card. You have John Gruden's yeah. phone number. But let's be honest. Hey, guess that only goes card, so far. Guess who had the key card before John Gruden? Is that right? That's right. How about that? That's right, John. Johnny come lately. We'll change his name to. I love that. See, that's great. You know that, yeah, your influence goes only so far. Yeah. But the new big time free agent if he AD's says he's got some derrick's now my guy yeah what am i they're gonna go against that what am i to, what am i to say on tv with the a tie how but antonio i know you're optimistic and i know that every football player in all 32 football towns right now think we're we could be we could yeah get this thing to a place where maybe we take a super sure. bowl run or a playoff run how reasonable is it that the 2019 raiders in that division with the chargers as good as they were last year the chiefs yeah. as good as they were but for obvious reasons there's a decent chance they may slide back a little bit i would agree with that yeah. um just as a as an analyst, I look at the Chiefs and well, if they lose, they've lost you know, players. yeah, they've Ask obviously rush. lost some defensive players. Yeah. They may lose another, uh, yeah. you know, one of the best pieces there is. Um, how reasonable is it that how, how much would you tell Derek temper your expectations? What if they go? Because I would I, what I would do is if I were Gruden and Mayock, uh -huh. I would say four out of 34 all defense let's just fix that defense we just get I high pedigree defensive guys and they all go on that side and then the story becomes look at what we just did we yeah. this is the 2019 class of defense and it will support us for the next half decade at least i think it'd be a fun story i think that's exactly what they're gonna do honestly and not knowing anything about the draft or what mayock or Gruden are gonna figure out but if i look at them the only thing that i see right that they didn't have last year where they, they filled already. So you had the two tackles that were the issues, right? They were young tackles trying to play against really good pass rushers in that division, and that's just a bad, it's a bad scenario. So you get Trent Brown, you plug him at left tackle. If he's a shadow of what he was in New England, we're going to be good, okay? Then you move Colton Miller over to the right side. Then you got, now you have depth at tackle, and you got a young backup that can come in and play either side, right? And then, and then it was explosiveness at the wide receiver position, right? So you lose Jared Cook, you got to make it up. So you make it up with Antonio Brown and Terrell Williams. That's pretty good. So we'll take that. And now I'm just looking at the tight end position, right? Who's going to be the real why? Like, I know Gruden I know wants you a could real go TJ Hawkinson, and that would be Yeah, right. That that's what tough. I kind of think. Like, yeah. But I also think that the defense, man, you got you to gotta fix the defense. And I think that, I think that all of those four picks are going to I mean, if defense. you have four picks, and again, again I, maybe you miss on one, but if you get blue chip talent, which is what you're They have you're one drafting, pass rusher right now. Right. Arden Key. It's Arden Key and Mike Mayock coming off the edge right now is what they have in Oakland, right? So you, we need somebody. You got to have someone over there. You know, so. D ain't my thing. I know. I don't care. I'm not about that. I don't care about that. I'm either. looking forward to installing a play-action-based uh, offensive system. In reality, I don't care about defense. We're going to play action pass. Or we're going to. I, I want a bad defense. I want it all on me. You want the ball you know? back, right? Yeah. 
Oh, you know, oh all you they, have have, to, they have 52? Now I have to go at get At the end of it, all you have to do, what we would spend most of our time on in, in the defensive practice room, our film session and practice field, is red zone. That's it. We would hold people to field goals. You can move all the way down the field. You're going to get in here, and we're going to play good red zone defense, and we're going to hold you to field goals, and we're going to beat you. Uh, David Carr's too much fun. See, we end up talking all Raiders. I wanted to talk to you about my overtime fix. My (laughs) overtime fix, I'll just tell you what it is now. My overtime fix is a pretty straightforward one. Okay. 15 minutes. That's it. Oh, just play to the whistle. Yeah. I know it's not as exciting. That's it. Then that 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 solves literally everything. Not not in the playoffs. Now you have to figure that you're, you're going to have. Yeah. But I mean that system still works. You I, just have to keep going if it remains tied. Yeah, right. But you go but fifteen minutes. But, but why? But who cares? Right. So it doesn't. It, score. Do you find the fourth quarter not exciting? Do you find the the Probably last few exciting. minutes of the second quarter not exciting? All right. So that final moment of. sudden death, you know, that exciting moment, or you're going to lose that a little bit. But let's be honest, nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10, at least it's on a field goal anyway. It really is. So who cares? It's a little anti to see the guy kick the ball through the uprights. That's exciting to you. The more we can keep kickers off the field, the better. That's the point, friend. And maybe you also like that. Actually, I, the other thing I would do if we're going to be tricking the system up here, instead of that 25 yards, four snaps from there, like college does people like that a little bit too much. I find it too uh, gimmicky. It would be too easy for the NFL guys. I think. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a guaranteed chip shot field goal for those guys. I don't think that would be that much fun anyway to do it that way. Maybe in the overtime. The other thing is one thing you can't do is kick field goals. You can punt the ball, but you can't kick field goals. Yeah, I'd rather see a touchdown and win the game anyway. Um, Okay, so we did have that conversation. Last thing, you saw Daniel Jones on Tuesday at his pro day. I know everybody says, you know, including Mike Leach, who's, uh, you know, one of the QB whispers of the 21st century. Give me a QB who has great anticipation and accuracy over the big arm. I don't know. I still like the big arm guy. Come yeah. on. You and Derek are the well, big arm guy. I love right? the, I love the big arm guy being being one of them. And uh, but I, I, I think that I think there's something to be said for putting the ball in the right spot consistently. And like we 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 saw Daniel Jones, his coach comes on, says the main his main quality is accuracy. And then he goes out on the field and he he completes. He he was accurate on every throw. Every throw was catchable NFL football. The two drops he had were I don't know. I mean that explains his completion percentage though, if those were the guys that were catching the ball for him at Duke. But I mean there's something to that. You got Troy Aikman tweeting about the same thing, right? Like that's my number one criteria in quarterbacks is where do they put the football? He's even missing like the throws that he said he he was making to the sideline where he was showing some arm strength, putting a little bit of zip on it. He was talking about how he wanted to miss all of those throws chest level and above. And every one of those throws 30 35 yards away was chest level and above. Every throw. So I'm like he's got he has a first round pick and he can put the ball wherever he wants. He's smart. He's been in a pro style offense. He's a first-round pick. It's cuckoo how got so he's going to go first too. Well, he's a first-round pick, so like I see, I he'll be in the first round, hundred percent. The only place I could see that being though is the Patriots. Who like <laughs> in that in that window? I, I if yeah. You, if you I'm sort of you. play it no, out, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. How it all works out with the, Locke's so many gonna defensive go before, guys. Uh, Daniel he, Jones. He is because even like so, I text I text back and forth with a, a guy that was actually there, a quarterback coach that was actually there. And and I'm looking at a guy that has is crazy accurate and and all he said was arm strength eh. and I'm like 
you're a you're a quarterback coach in the NFL. You know that accuracy is more important, and you still said, "Aren't I don't know?" Because I eh. I know it doesn't like, make any right. sense when we're talking about football. But there's something to the Greg Maddox thing. Pinpoint accuracy yeah. has its place, but when you get into the big games, yeah, no, you're right. I feel like you're going against the best well, talent out there almost yeah. always. So you want you want you the, want to have the fastball. No, that's the, the best physical. You always player want to have that on tap ready to go yeah right? right like our mvp of the league is a guy that has that on tap whenever he needs it and you know he I know be, it doesn't solve everything but, but it does it covers up a lot of mistakes i kind of agree yeah because you don't have to be perfect you can just sit back there all right let's it. round it out here the patriots are not playing the season opener i like the move of bears packers the oldest like rivalry yeah. i don't know if it's actually the oldest rivalry. Thought about that but i felt pretty good about it. i think it's a fun way to start the yeah. year and by the way they're both relevant teams co- yeah. going into 2019 so that right. that's uh that's a nice choice there um patriots who should they play who's a great oh, matchup man. for sunday night football debut why why wouldn't it be the chiefs because i think uh well i mean because uh, I think that you want to uh, play the Steelers. You want to play the Steelers? No, I don't want the Steelers to go in there. Get, <laughs> they get, that is not the place I want. I hope it's uh, the Browns. So I actually, that it's probably going to be the Browns. Let's be honest. It's going to be the Browns. The Browns have are going to visit get there. Twelve primetime games. The Browns have to be in Foxborough at yeah. some point this season. Why not put well, Odell and I'm everybody else up there? Uh, I vote Browns then. Let's let Freddie Kitchens throw him right into ahead, the Freddie. fire. He's see in the kitchens. Got. Let's uh, throw him up there. See see how he handles the, the <laughs> hide the hide the kicking nets. That's all I'm saying. I see you're, you're in on this Browns thing, huh? I'm not. I mean, I'm just saying it's going to go a little sideways in New England if you think you're going to show up there and just. Next you know, time we, we I want to speak with Derek. I want to speak with Darren. Let's settle two all car related hash. One and two. Um, we well, we, we got too much to figure out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We got with a those lot of guys here. We can figure out a lot. And I, I, we, we do have to figure out how far these Cleveland Browns are going to go. How many wins mean success to Freddie Kitchens in 2019? What, what, success what for Freddie success? with that staff is 10. Got to be 10. I, yeah, because everybody else is going to say you're crazy. You didn't, how do you not win 10 games with those guys? So, right. That's it. Right. That's what I think. That is what you call the curse of supposed to Freddie Kitchens. You're supposed <laughs> to win double digit yeah, games. And you've never, scenario. you've never coached a game in your life and you're supposed to win double digits in the NFL <laughs> with a guy who has a pretty good arm, but he's very accurate. And that's oh, apparently man. what matters most. Well, well, anyway, David Carr, I could go on and on with you. You're a swell times, fella. Man. Best to everybody at the car house and uh, may dare continue to Shit, wear the man. silver and black. If that is his wish with uh, Antonio Brown and all the rest of the guys getting excited for that for mm. the 2019 nfl draft in nashville tennessee for david carr for our pal behind the glass Hytham filling in and doing a oh. capable job there well i guess i'm assuming i'm yeah, being i don't optimistic. know actually happened. i don't know maybe it didn't record at all i hope terrible. you're listening wow, maybe it's just the three of us that'd be a bummer today. that would be a bummer yeah. um but anywho we'll be back with more hooey and applesauce for you later in the week in the meantime for david carr and Hytham and everybody else here presented by zaxby's famous finger wings and salads it's been a thin slice of heaven you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 